from Wyoming Public Media. This, this, this is this is spoken 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 words spoken words. This is spoken words. I'm Micah Schweitzer. And everyone knew her and she just left, you know, and I, I was pretty fascinated with how there was something kind of strangely beautiful about the small community that knows that this is the sort of risk that people take. It's what she chose to do. So we'll see what happens. On this episode, we're hearing from Matt Daly. Daly teaches composition and literature in Jackson Hole. He also conducts creative writing workshops for people of all ages in Wyoming and beyond. He writes about the world around him. And in these poems, he focuses on the small-town lives of people in the West. Between here and home follows several characters. The snapshots of their experiences and struggles portray the beauty of living in a rural Western community. It really did come from being with some friends in a little tavern somewhere in Wyoming and arriving and seeing someone right as I came in who was leaving, who was clearly in no condition to get herself home. And everyone knew her and she just left, you know, and I was, I don't know, I was pretty fascinated with how there was something kind of strangely beautiful about the small community that kind of knows that this is the sort of risk that people take. It's kind of, it's what she chose to do. So we'll see what happens, you know? So that, that moment just kind of stuck in my mind is there was something about it that, I don't know, it seemed like a charge moment. So I got to thinking, well, what, what would happen if, if she doesn't get home? I don't know. That's kind of where it started. And then thinking about different kinds of people who might be in the, in the bar um, or sort of the you know, gathering place. And yeah, that led to all these different characters. And There are nine characters, seven living, a ghost, and some deer. The sort of the plot, such as it is, is Pam in, from the poems hits a deer driving home, is in a wreck, and ends up paralyzed. And so the deer play kind of an important part in the whole story. And since they are kind of out there ubiquitous on our highways, you know, they seem like an important character. There's another character, Richard, who's only been around for like 13 years. And so he's, but he's like the newcomer, you know, and he's taken over his wife's ranch and she's gone. And um, nobody takes him all that seriously because he's only been around for, you know, a decade and a half almost. But um, so yeah, kind of playing with that. And then, and then in the story, uh, a woman, the woman who actually owns the bar, goes to Pam's house and to just get some things for her while she's recovering in the hospital and finds an old ultrasound photograph. And so suddenly there's this kind of secret revealed that characters get involved in or they revolve around in different ways. It starts to sound really plot driven, but actually it's funny. I mean, it was kind of interesting working with plot, but in poems, like it's more that there are images and themes that recur and that what plot and story mean are looser than I think if I had been writing a novel. Russ builds a ramp for Pam. This ramp I'm hammering together will get her past her columbine, all gone to seed, past what's left of her other flowers. Once she rolls inside, she's on her own for that other, harder getting past, seeing sun touch everything, wondering if it might still warm her skin, how good the sun still feels on my hands. Sunlight might just be strong enough to make her wheel herself out past the threshold to her garden to feel the wind brush columbine petals across the palms of her hands. She could come back down to the rest of us waiting at the campfire. That part's up to her. Perhaps this ramp will ease the way. Daly says those everyday moments of his life in Wyoming, like simply walking into a tavern or sitting around a campfire, have become major influences in his work. 
But finding the right way to write about those moments can be hard. I mean, to me, I think, you know, that there seems like some of the ancient poems that I like are narrative. I mean, I think that the early stories, right, we used verse to tell stories. Um, I don't think just because, you know, rhythm made it easier to memorize, but I think that there's, I don't know, there's something about conveying a story while also thinking about sound and rhythm that feels like a very intimate way to get involved in the story to me. I thought that as a as a reader, but as a writer too, that definitely felt that way. Several times during writing this, people would ask me, well, you know, I'd shared a few of the poems and they'd ask why I wasn't writing a novel, but it just never seemed like it, it was never going there. I was thinking about this driving back. I was in Cheyenne and driving back. I guess I was thinking about how I don't think my mind works in that kind of logical, organized way of prose sentences. I mean, I feel like our the way we've constructed our language doesn't mirror the way my thinking works. Whereas I think poetry allows that in a way so that, and so working with these characters, I was really thinking about how to construct each of the poems so that there was, there was voice in the structure of the poem. So that, you know, some of them have longer lines, some of them are more formal, some are less so. Some speak with certain recurring images. Russ sings on the rumble strip. I'm glad no one was home because I was literally thinking about how we, you know, driving long distances in Wyoming. I think hopefully more people than me are like singing in the car. It's like singing in the shower. And so this like the song that Russ is inventing for this, these women, both, you know, Bertie, who's, who has died, his sort of old love and Janie, his current relationship. And I don't know, I just sort of like the idea that he was trying to make sense of these relationships by making up a country western song in the car. Maybe I'm revealing too much about what I do <laughs> driving around in Wyoming, but there is a there's a nod to the country western. I guess it's the western, not the country, but in that song, you know, I mean, I feel like it's uh I, I guess I feel like I wanted the the voices to really sound authentic of my sense of people in Wyoming in the west. I think that places, you know, almost takes on the role of character. I think places is feels like really interesting aspect of writing in the West, because it's more than setting, feels like it has to be more than setting, is always influencing the perceptions of characters, influencing the action in the scene. So yeah, I guess I think that place is a sort of ubiquitous influence on what's happening both in the interior life and in the exterior action of, of what's, whatever's happening with the characters. Russ sings on the rumble strip. Makes little sense to Janie why I drive this way. She doesn't know the way I get when people push. She doesn't know what can rattle out on highways, how at the edges pavement crumbles into dirt. She doesn't know what can happen in the river when I feel currents break apart and fill back in. Makes no sense to her why I just keep on trying to rumble some rusted part loose from this old van. This driving side of me once made sense to Bertie. She knew just what to say to keep me on the road. I've lost so much by driving down this old highway like runoff water rushing past the stones I've carved. Fictional or not, characters in Daly's poems struggle with very real problems. And Daly says fictional experiences can teach real-life truth to the reader. I have several poet friends that we've had this conversation about how the really liberating moment in working on writing poems is when you realize that the internal truth you're working on in the poem is freed up from the facts of your experience. I mean, it can get you into trouble. I know people who've gotten into trouble because audiences discover that something in a first-person poem is not factually accurate, and people can feel betrayed by that. But I think that the the poem has its own world and voice. And so, I mean, you know, sometimes that's very close to the author. And I think we have some of our great poets have spoken with these strong first-person voices, which gives us that sense that that the, this is sharing in the poet's unburdening, you know. that I write those poems, too. 
But I guess it would be a little bit like thinking that a painter, every time that they painted a portrait, was painting themselves. I, I don't want to believe that. I mean, that, that the artist is obviously in the middle of that work and is, and is influencing everything, but that in the end can be about something more than, hey, here's me. So I like that with these poems. I really liked working with these characters, trying to get at what I feel like are impressions, beliefs I have about the West, about Wyoming, about living in a small community, in a way without the pressure of it being a thesis-driven argument, but just kind of the impressions of multiple people. And I say that when with my students a lot, that I think that the poem has a need to reveal truths regardless of the facts. In these poems, Daly takes the reader through the trials his character Russ has experienced throughout his life in the small western town. The final poem Daly will read is called Russ Remembers His First Close Call. I used to drive fast all the time, faster drinking. I was with Bertie and Bev the first time it cost me, headed back from the Palmer place. Last time Bev let Bertie bring me to the family homestead. Bev used to think the old place was all right for drinking. Used to be we all agreed. My old sedan, the kind of deal I could pick up off rodeo cowboys before all their hard luck drained into the night, hit a rut wrong on a rise. We lifted light as dubbing and hackle swung in a tight loop over a river seam. Worn out shocks gave such a softness to the ride, none of us noticed we had left the ground until we hit it again. All three of us in the front seat, behind us the empty night we were always running from. Headlights shot wild at horizon, gravel, sky. Back then, if you landed upright and nothing was broken, you put it back in gear. None of us knew Bertie had my boy inside her. That's Matt Daly reading from his collection Between Here and Home. This episode was produced by Brooklyn Gray. I'm Micah Schweitzer. Spoken Words is a collaboration between the University of Wyoming's MFA in Creative Writing program and Wyoming Public Media.